Welcome to the Zappos.com podcast, where we strive to inspire, communicate, educate, and entertain. Support for today's podcast episode comes from Zappos Adaptive, which is a platform for people with a variety of needs that provides functional and fashionable products to make life easier. To find out more about Zappos Adaptive, you can visit zappos.com backslash adaptive. This new series of our podcast episodes will be focusing on stories from the newly released The Power of Wow book, which is essentially the follow-up to Tony Shea's best-selling Delivering Happiness book. We'll be sharing stories from Zappos employees from every part of the organization, powerful lessons they have learned during their tenure here about business and about life. I'm Jean Markell, and on today's episode, I'm chatting with Dana Zumbo from the Zappos Adaptive team. Thanks for taking the time to talk with me today, Dana. I want to, uh, before we start in uh, with my questions, I definitely want to make sure that folks have an understanding of what Zappos Adaptive is. So can you speak to a little bit about it, and then we'll kind of talk about uh, the genesis of that team and what that looks like today? Yes, sure. Thanks for having me today, Jean. So Zappos Adaptive is, uh, the way we look at Zappos Adaptive is an extension of Zappos customer service. Um, And so basically we are a platform or a shopping experience where we curate product that has unique features that could help people who have different types of disabilities get dressed easier. And our tagline is simply functional and fashionable products to make life easier. We include the functional because it has to work for the different groups of people and fashionable because there is a lack of fashionable product out there there's a lack of options out there for people who have disabilities. Well, I would like to take some time to talk about your personal journey here at Zappos um, and also to talk about the evolution of Zappos Adaptive. So um, I've heard about the beginnings and how the team kind of came to be, which I understand was in 2017, basically. Um, a little bit before 2017. So so the site launched in 2017, correct. but the, it was happening like maybe the year before. Right. Actually, it was right after Saul uh, took a phone call from a customer, which was five years ago. So oh, July of okay. 2014, um, he uh, took a call from a customer when he was going through new hire training and she was returning a pair of shoes that she bought for her grandson uh, because they didn't work for him. And so as he started chatting with the customer... Uh, she shared with him that her grandson has autism and he doesn't have the dexterity to tie shoelaces. And as his foot size gets larger, there are less options. And so she was really frustrated because she thought she found the right pair, but they didn't work for her. So he was like, no problem. Let me shop a site, see what I can find for you. And um, sadly, he could not find a solution for her grandson. And so he walked away from that call thinking, you know, how do we serve all customers since we are a customer service customer experience focused company. Um, And from there, he sent out an email to multiple teams throughout the company. And I happened to see uh, an email come through. And I was interested in it because it said it was about an experience for people with uh, disabilities. And so I thought with my background that I might be able to help him, whether it's connecting him with the community or whatever I could do. And so I reached out. Well, I'll jump in on that actually okay. because I've heard um, I've heard Saul talk about how you in particular that um, you in particular I should say that for many years of your life have been involved in volunteerism for kids and adults with with disabilities. So I'd love to learn more about that. Like, how did you become interested in doing that, and what was the catalyst behind that? So, you know, uh, I've been asked that question before, and I I think I just grew up 
around. So you're saying I'm question repeating. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's my question. I mean, you know. Um, I, I grew up around people who have disabilities without really knowing that there was something different. Um, I had a family down the street. Both parents were deaf. All the kids, five of them, learned sign language. Um, and then later in life, I, in my 20s, later in life, in my <laughs> 20s, um, I babysat for a young girl who had spinal bifida. And so I think it was just the environment I was in. And uh, from there, when I uh, started working in my career, I spearheaded our community involvement with uh, United Way. And so we used to volunteer at a lot of the Special Olympics events. So I think it's just been something that's been in my DNA since since I grew up. That's awesome. So I know I've heard, you know, um, both from yourself and Saul a little bit about the kind of the genesis of, of Zappos Adaptive and how that came to be. And, and it sounds like uh, from what you were saying, the, the way you initially got involved in the team was because Saul knew of your background and kind of your volunteerism efforts. Um, so how did it go early on? Like, in other words, that quote unquote, when I say when you became involved with the team, my sense is that didn't happen in, you know, overnight. So what did that kind of path look like for you? Yeah, so basically it was um, just different people coming together and we would have uh, meetups and just start talking about like what what we would do. And it was really interesting because... Like before people, you were a team, in other words, this was way like before, a passion group right. basically? Yes, before we were a team. Mm -hmm. He just reached out to different people with different experience, um, some in marketing, some in buying. And we all would just get together and start just brainstorming around what his like initial idea was based on the phone call that we had. And then from there, you know, some people came and, and went, and then eventually there was a, a team of people that were really passionate about um, moving this forward, and that's when we became a the Zappos Adaptive team. That's when you became real. Very exciting. Yes. Um, so how did you determine uh, what products and brands to work with initially? So uh, the way we started that was really reaching out to people with disabilities, the communities, um, and finding out what the needs were first uh, before knowing what products we wanted to bring on. And so from the initial uh, research, uh, there were a lot of people that uh, were having sensory issues with different types of clothing and tags and buttons and zippers. And so we initially started with two brands that uh, focused really on the sensory friendly and reversible uh, aspect. And from there, we grew uh, to over now, I think we're at over 20 brands uh, of product. That's exciting. Well, I, you know, I, I do know that part of that journey was obviously pitching <laughs> to Zappos stakeholders to make this real and to make this happen. Can you give us kind of a snapshot of what did that process look like? Because you were involved in that fairly early on, correct? Yes. So uh, initially we reached out to teams that would, uh, investors, so to speak, that might be connected and uh, Tyler was one of the first ones because he's Tyler Williams, Tyler, mm -hmm. Tyler Williams over brand aura, mm -hmm. because we felt that uh, what we were doing would have an impact on the brand in general. And so we reached out to him, shared the story, and he immediately was one of our first uh, big supporters of Zappos Adaptive. And we did the same with different teams um, who so uh, just explaining what we were doing and building our our business and from there, we were able to uh, get some traction on, on different teams that were interested in, in supporting us. Excellent. Well, I understand that, you know, 
fairly in, early on that there was a very unique partnership that was forged with Nike. Um, can you tell us about that and why that was such a important moment in kind of the, 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 the lifespan, if you will, of Zappos Adaptive? Yeah, so that was really a, an exciting jer- part of our journey. Uh, right after Zappos Adaptive launched our website in uh, April of 2017, the Nike team was in the office and uh, Aaron Trish, who spearheads the Nike business here at Zappos, uh, reached out to me and said, uh, you know, Nike's going to be here. Would you like to uh, share about Zappos Adaptive? And so I was invited to the meeting and I shared the story to Irene, the Nike representative. She's been with Nike for over 20 years. And she had already heard about Zappos Adaptive through a Facebook post. And so once I shared the story, I told her I knew about the specific shoes that were really uh, had a, a unique feature that helped people with trouble that had challenges getting their shoes on, that it would help the, the population, the communities. And um, I asked her if we would be able to bring the product on. And she said, well, let me... Let me build the story and share the story with Nike, and then, not not but uh, two months later, we were uh, we were sent an email saying that they were going to open up the collection exclusively uh, to Zappos Adaptive because of what our mission was, and it was aligned with theirs. That's amazing. Um, well, I, my assumption is that obviously having um, having the focus or having um, the visibility of having Nike in that partnership was. A really big deal. Outside of that, um, how else did you get awareness for, for Zappos Adaptive initially? So not internally inside these walls, but how did you really get that out there so people knew that we had this particular product? Great question. Uh, Thanks, we, Dana. <laughs> we couldn't initially, agree more, by the way. My questions are really fabulous. We initially, it was really grassroots. We wanted to make sure that we were connected to the communities to understand what their needs were um, to be able to expand product categories that made sense uh, to our customers, keeping them the focus. And so I reached out to the local community of occupational therapists, physical therapists, and we had a networking meeting here on campus and shared the Zappos Adaptive story. And they were the ones that uh, told us that we should be at this national conference, which we knew nothing about it. And it was the American Occupational Therapy Conference, which there were there are eight to ten thousand occupational therapists and students that go to this conference. And so, we uh, first year out we attended with a booth of products, and the amount of people that stopped by because they knew Zappos, and then when they saw Zappos Adaptive, they were super interested, saw the product. And from there, knowing that they are on the front lines working with the clients and their patients who could use the product was one way, really focusing on the medical side of the, the awareness piece. And then the other uh, different events that we attended that uh, would, for people with disabilities, the A-Games, for example, which is uh, an event that supports uh, autism awareness, just being in front of the different uh, groups within the community to spread the awareness. Well, you gave me a perfect segue. Another fantastic question, if I do say so myself, because <laughs> I also wrote it. Um, but uh, speaking of events, can you talk about the runway of dreams? I know that's been a big deal for your team and something that's really kind of outside of the box for, for a lot of us who weren't really aware of it, that it existed. So, Yeah, so Runway of Dreams is a nonprofit. Um, and founder Mindy Shire 
started uh, the foundation back in 2015 or 16, I'm not sure. We came in contact with Mindy. Uh, we were invited to the Runway of Dreams Gala in New York. And basically it's a nonprofit that supports inclusion for people with disabilities in the fashion industry. And Mindy was in the fashion industry all her life. And when she had uh, her second son, he was born with a rare form of MS, oh, no, I'm sorry, muscular dystrophy. And uh, when he was eight years old, he asked to wear a pair of jeans to school, which he had never done before because he does, didn't have a dexterity. And she was horrified because as a fashion designer, her son was wearing sweatpants to school. So she took his jeans, ripped them apart, put uh, magnets in them. He wore jeans to school the next day. She quit her job and started the foundation to be able to support more people with disabilities in the fashion industry. Such a cool story. And then what, and can you talk a little bit more about Runway of Dreams, the event itself, and like how often it's held and what that looks like? And So there's a, an annual event um, that uh, is, that Mindy has in New York City. It's around Fashion Week, and it's uh, really more for awareness and fundraising. Uh, we were, uh, last year we were recognized with an award because of the advisory council that we started um, to help us broaden the experience and the awareness of Zappos Adaptive. I know that you have collaborated with an advisory council, so what is that relationship like? So who's part of that council and how does that kind of, how does that feedback loop, if you will, how does that happen? So the way that that started was we knew early on that we did not have experience in all of the industries and so uh, based on people reaching out to us who are interested in learning more about Zappos Adaptive, we uh, started uh, a, a council, an advisory council, and basically some of the people that are in there are business owners, um, nonprofit, uh, Mindy Shire from Runway of Dreams is there. We have a, fa a disability fashion stylist who is part of it. Um, uh, and basically we brought together people that have different experiences and different backgrounds to help guide us at, in our journey uh, uh, with Zappos Adaptive. Now, are you doing any uh, private label or are you just purchasing all from existing brands, basically? That's also a great question that comes up quite often. Um, uh, I'm not boring you, am I, Dana? On, you know I mean? <laughs> just, just, just throwing that out there. So right now, we, we rely on our vendor relationships for looking for product uh, that could um, that could work for uh, different disabilities. Um, so we are not currently doing private label. Okay. And how have um, how has has the product mix evolved? Obviously, you've added. You know, you said you're over twenty vendors now, mm -hmm. or twenty brands. Um, how has it evolved the way you've looked at like from the very beginnings of this is what our merchandise mix mm -hmm. looks like. These are the categories where we're going to you know, carry. Um, what was that like? So we have uh, kind of two different um, approaches. One is uh, basically we, we already carry some current product, uh, specifically in the footwear uh, uh, product that has certain features that work for people that might have trouble getting their shoes on and off. So basically we, we take any of that product and we have different parameters around what that looks like. And so we tag that product to to be able to curate it on Zappos Adaptive to, to make sure that we have a broad assortment for people to be able to have options. Um, so that's one part of it. The other part is really, again, um, uh, listening to what the needs are and then reaching out to the different vendor community 
uh, since we have relationships out there, we have a few buyers on the team that really reach out and look for unique product that might be already out there uh, from a brand that we don't carry. So we have you know both both sides of it. I mean, just over obviously as uh, someone who's a Zappos employee, been exposed to you know a lot of. Uh, kind of the almost the lore and the story of Zappos Adaptive and how what a really really cool story is how it kind of came to be and and the impact it's making on so many people's lives so super inspirational and and you know one of the brands in particular which actually was uh, mentioned in the book was Billy Footwear um, and it, you know, obviously this is an adaptive story but I also personally found a lot of parallels to the idea of somebody seeing a problem or something they needed a solution for, mm -hmm. and that basically being the catalyst for creating, you know, products and a brand. So um, I see a lot of parallels to like Zappos and, and our entrepreneurial journey that we're on right now. So can you talk about that a little bit? That's specific to Billy and how you see that that those parallels to Zappos. Yeah, sure. So Billy is one of our favorites. Uh, he, you know, when when he first when we first met Billy. Uh, we were one of the first uh, retailers to carry his product, and yes, his story is quite unbelievable. And he looked at it from a, how do we solve a problem, uh, and and I'm sorry, Dana, since some of our listeners haven't read the book yet, can you talk a little bit about what his particular uh, oh, situation sure. was? So when Billy was 18 years old, uh, he fell out of a three-story balcony and became a quadriplegic. So uh, from the chest down, he's paralyzed, and for he, this is his story. He talks about, you know, he accomplished quite a bit in his uh, years after that. He went back to school. He's a mechanical engineer by design, uh, worked for the FAA, um, and he also uh, learned how to drive. He got married, and um, he also has a son who is about to be 11 months old now. Um, but one thing that he said that he struggled with over those years is he was not able to put his own shoes on. So he thought, he, so his story, he uh, collaborated with a friend of his who was already working on a shoe project. And they got, they reconnected after many years at a, a Christmas party and they started talking and they got together. Um, and when Billy showed him what he was, his idea on what he wanted to do, he, he basically wanted a shoe that he could put on himself. And he knew that if he could master that, that he could help a lot of other people. And the, the best part about the shoe is that it's a universal design with fashion in mind. And that's his motto, because when you look at the shoe, it is a cool shoe that has a really unique zipper. And it's not just for people with disabilities. It really can go, uh, it, it is universal. And that's really what you know we look at also when we're looking at product, um, something that uh, can be universal because one thing that we heard from the communities is they don't want something specific that makes them stand out. They just want to wear the same thing as everybody else. So it's really important to have that universal tie in there. It, it really is just such a cool story and it's just the idea of him, especially, I didn't know the mechanical engineer background, so that makes even more sense to me of him like having a problem and, and, and needing to solve it for himself mm -hmm. and then by doing so creating new opportunities to your point for lots of folks, mm -hmm. which is really, really cool. So. Um, you know, we've spent most of our time talking about, obviously, about Zappos Adaptive. That was the topic and, and your part and, and the, the path that you've had when you've been on that journey, if you will. But um, I'd actually like to pivot back a little bit then to your background. So how long have you been at Zappos? And, and talk to me a little bit about what your experience that you've had since you've been here. 
So, yeah, so my journey started. Um, so I've been with Zappos 10 years now. Uh, I celebrated 10 years in August this year. Congratulations. And uh, thank you for uh, being the person that hired me. Um, when I started at Zappos, I started in merchandising because that was that's really my entire career. Uh, background is retail merchandising. And so I was in buying initially, started a luggage department that didn't exist at Zappos, which was is very similar to what I that what I was a part of at Zappos Adapt with Zappos Adaptive as well. It was a department that didn't exist, and I was able to build it up and um, create a business out of it. Um, and from there, uh, I so you were basically an entrepreneur even before we've been having these conversations at Zappos. Like actually, really having to kind of like you yeah. know break down barriers and start new things long before. We've been speaking about it like at the organizational level. It's pretty interesting. It is very interesting. I always relate back to that because mm -hmm. I learned a lot just being on that particular team um, because it wasn't something that the company focused on. We were more focused on footwear and then, of course, uh, the clothing business. And so, yeah, there were a lot of things that, that I had to do that definitely helped within the Zappa's adaptive team. And that was really networking throughout the company, working with a lot of different teams to help me get things done. Um, so it was a good stepping stone, even though I didn't know about it, uh, to what I'm doing today. Um, Life comes full circle. Uh, it always does. Um, and so I, I, from there, I was able to really take advantage of some other opportunities. Uh, that was the really unique thing about Zappos early on was if there was an opportunity and somebody saw you as a good candidate, they would um, suggest or share the opportunity with you. And so... I moved onto a brand experience team, which I followed your in your tracks, and then I uh, had a did little, a far better job than me, though I'm sure. <laughs> and and spend a little bit of time on the marketing team, and then from there is when I I saw the opportunity for Zappos Adaptive. Well, you've had I mean obviously a really interesting career, not just before Zappos, but even within Zappos, you've done so many different things, which is um, pretty cool for that amount of time. So. Anything else that you would like to leave our listeners with to wrap up about your Zappos experience? Um, I, I think, you know, just uh, being in retail before Zappos for almost 20 years, coming into Zappos, uh, it is definitely a not, not a traditional retail environment. And I think that's what led me to want to, to come and join the Zappos family and stay for 10 years because of all the different opportunities I've had within the company, but I think what I love so you're the not most, bored. I am definitely not <laughs> bored, uh, never bored here, that's for sure, um, but I think the most important thing that I would take away from my experience here uh, really is the people that I've gotten to meet and, and to know and really lifelong friends uh, from the environment that we have here. Excellent. Well, I can't think of a better time to wrap up, so thanks for uh, taking the time to talk with us today, Dana. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Zappos podcast. We'll continue to release episodes each week with conversations with Zappos employees as told in the recently released Power of Wow book. Support for today's podcast episode comes from Zappos Adaptive, which is a platform for people with a variety of needs that provides functional and fashionable products to make life easier. To find out more about Zappos Adaptive, you can visit zappos.com backslash adaptive.